Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And my guest today is Jonathan Rodriguez. Jonathan is the Senior Planner uh, for Neighborhood Outreach with the Community and Economic Development Department at the City of Lakeland. So welcome, Jonathan. Hello. Thanks for having me, Julie. So before we get into, uh, well, you're, you're, the reason you're here is, is kind of the reason um, because I'm about to talk about the home tour. And you are one of the reasons why we even have a home tour. <laughs> So uh, the the only big event that we have to really plug uh, at the beginning of the show, because I always plug events at the beginning of the show, uh, is the Lake Morton Neighborhood Historic Home and Garden Tour. And that is this Saturday, April 1st. Uh, it's from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And you do have to purchase tickets. Uh, you can find all the information out on lmna.org. And we'll be talking about the event throughout the show. So you will you can uh, get some more information. But, um, but Jonathan is my guest because uh, I thought it was important. To, I know we're not the only neighborhood who does events. And we do this uh, sort of at the... Uh, at the pleasure of the city, and um, it's a fundraiser for our neighborhood, but lots of neighborhoods do fun things, and um, they're supported through the the city and the neighborhood outreach um, coordinator and the, the, the community and economic development uh, department. So, Jonathan, tell us exactly what neighborhood outreach is and what that means. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so like you said, I, I work in the Neighborhood Outreach Office. Um, my primary goal is to help align government actions with um, the goals of citizens mm -hmm. uh, in the community. And um, back in 2000 is really when this neighborhood coalition was established um, by planning staff who mapped out Lakeland into 100 different neighborhoods. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was yeah. that big. <laughs> it, was, it was part of our comprehensive plan update in, okay. in 2000. Um, and uh, larger cities have grassroots representation as they grow in population. We need to break it down to really mm -hmm. get to the nuances between different neighborhoods. And so Lakeland was growing and is still growing. Yes. Um, and um, back in 2000, the city commission allocated some funds to start a, a grant program um, to incentivize uh, neighborhoods to come together, formally register with the city of mm -hmm. Lakeland, um, and use those funds for neighborhood improvement. Okay. And so that was that was a way to to get people involved. Um, we still do it today, twenty three years later. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, neighborhood outreach is that not not only having our public hearings in city hall and 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 doing everything that's legally required of us, but taking that extra step and going to the neighborhoods, going to the people, uh, not only city staff, but um, empowering them, educating them on how to um, engage with the city, mm -hmm. um, and also give them opportunities to grow in leadership. And that's what um, this coalition is all about. So you have to sort of manage a hundred different neighborhood associations. I mean, you aren't managing them, but you deal with them. You're communicating with them. You're reaching out to them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Every day, every day is different for <laughs> sure. So, um, how we classify uh, neighborhood associations. If you're formally registered and active, it means you have um, um, leadership mm -hmm. that is engaging with is engaging with the city on a consistent basis. Of those hundred geographic mm -hmm. areas, we have 36 that are registered and active, okay. and and so we welcome all of the neighborhoods right. um, to join the coalition. So those 36 I, I deal with on okay. a daily basis. 
Um, the rest are primarily private HOA oh, communities that, okay. that have their leadership and their bylaws and, mm-hmm. and their set of rules. Um, and so from time to time, they may they may engage with me. But but yeah, every day is different mm-hmm. depending on the needs of, of any particular neighborhood. Yeah. So we uh, at, at the Lake Morton Neighborhood Association, because that's my neighborhood, that's where I live. And uh, we do the historic home and garden tour every year. I think this is year 19, so it's pretty wow. close to the beginning of the grant, actually, uh, being being um, in place in 2000. And, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of fun. I think it makes it helps bond our neighbors together because it takes a lot of volunteers to uh, get it going and um, to, to produce it. And, of course, it takes the homeowners willing to volunteer their homes uh, for all these hundreds of people to come um, walking through and looking at all your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's very, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great event. We really enjoy putting it on. It's a little stressful, uh, just like any other event would be, you know, trying to secure the houses and making sure that, uh, you know, we're able to sell enough tickets and all that good stuff. But we really, I think we sell out every year. So we're pretty close. Last year it rained a little bit or it had threat of rain, and so our ticket sales were not quite as robust as they had been in years past. But uh, I think we're on track this year to, to sell out, so we're yeah, super excited. That's, that's exciting. And, and you guys partner with uh, Florida Southern. We do. We partner with Florida Southern. That's the location. Their visitor center is our starting point. Okay. So uh, we need a place to, for, to sell the tickets the day of and for people to be able to use the restroom and to um, park. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, Florida Southern has been a great partnership uh, in the last, I don't know how many years we've done it there. We, we did it with Polk Museum of Art a few times in the early years um, and uh, moved it to Florida Southern because we tended to do it on the same weekend as their spring break. So it was kind of their campus was empty and it made it, you know, convenient yeah. for us. Uh, I'm not sure we actually chose spring break this year. I didn't think about that in terms of parking. <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> just realized that. Oh, well, we'll figure it out. There's, there's plenty of parking on campus. So um, so you've been in this position uh, how long? Uh, next month will be uh, two years Okay. Um, in this current role. Prior to this role, I was a community engagement coordinator mm-hmm. for the same department, community and economic development. So I did interact with my predecessor a lot, right. uh, Lynn Simpkins, yes. who retired um, for about uh, two years. So total with neighborhoods mm-hmm. four, formerly in this role, two. Okay. So tell us, you know, what when you say you interact with these neighborhoods, I mean, you're, I, I get, we have, what, is it quarterly NAC meetings, the yes. Neighborhood Association Coalition? So what is, what is the, what is the purpose of, of the, those meetings? What, what is the, the, the objective for the city? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as hard as it may be to believe, um, we don't have all the solutions in City <laughs> Hall, although we have great staff and a lot of subject matter experts. Um, we don't know every little thing that's happening in your neighborhood unless mm-hmm. the public tells us. Right. And so um, our coalition meetings meet quarterly in City Hall for that very reason, for um, leaders of different neighborhoods to meet one another, to maybe hear about uh, what other neighborhoods are doing, um, collaborate on any citywide initiative mm-hmm. that, that we'd like to um, either volunteer or allocate some funds towards. Um, we also invite speakers from the community. These are nonprofits that are providing some social service 
um, to the city to, to present on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, it becomes a pitch, really. How mm-hmm. do we work together? Um, some uh, neighborhood associations will take that on themselves and invite them to their meetings and then collaborate further. Other times, the whole coalition will vote and say, hey, let's let's get behind this either event or initiative that benefits our children, our older mm-hmm. adults, or everyone mm-hmm. in the community. So it's a great um, collaborative space, um, and, and, and it's a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to meet the other uh, folks, leaders of those neighborhood associations, because, you know, I only, I only, when I attend, I'm currently the newly elected president again. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Is it? Is it really? <laughs> Uh, were you, you were voluntold. I was voluntold. <laughs> yes, I was voluntold again. Uh, it's not very competitive. There's no there's no big election cycle in the Lake Morton Neighborhood Association. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, my husband was the the president last year, and so I guess it just has to cycle through the whole household yeah. before it can leave to somebody else's household. <laughs> the Townsend household gets it done. Yeah, we get it done. We get it done. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what other neighborhoods do because we we talked about the home tour. So I want to make sure we plug what some of the other neighborhoods are doing out there to um, you know have good times in their neighborhood and and do projects within their neighborhood to make them better. So stick with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and with me is Jonathan Rodriguez. He is with the Community and Economic Development Department at the City of Lakeland, and he is the uh, Community Outreach Director. Did I say that wrong? Neighborhood Neighborhood, neighborhood outreach, outreach Planner. Yeah. Neighborhood Outreach Planner. So many titles. I know. So many titles. And they get longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. It's it's good times. Um, so we were talking about uh, what the neighborhood outreach uh, is. It a, is it a department within a department, a division within the community and economic development? I would say an office of one. An office. <laughs> <laughs> that collaborates, yeah, with, gotcha. with a lot of other cities. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So Jonathan is an office of one dealing with all of these neighborhoods. We have, I think you said, 36 active neighborhood associations Correct. that in, at least engage with city and with your um with your office and so ours is one our our lake morton neighborhood and i was just thinking the other day that i feel like now that downtown is growing so much i wonder because really there is no there is no downtown neighborhood are you guys maybe considering making downtown its own neighborhood resident a residential neighborhood with all of the new growth you know it's funny you asked that because a couple weeks ago um i had a minister from uh all Saints Episcopal, mm-hmm. they do a lot of outreach in the North Lake Wire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, they were asking me, hey, is downtown going to be a neighborhood <laughs> association? Because we're seeing more yeah. residential pop up. Um, and, and my answer to that was, that would be interesting. I would love to have mm-hmm. it. Um, we just need a point of contact, someone that lives in downtown, maybe mm-hmm. that that would like to um, work with me on establishing that. Um, I know Meriton, that right. added a lot of, of people to downtown. Right. On Orange Street, we have um, another multifamily under construction. So right. um, it'd be interesting to have a downtown. It's right in the middle of our city. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I was just thinking, um, well, I think the Orange development, Orange Street development would fall under the East Lake Morton. Okay. So I think they're they're covered. But mm-hmm. you've got Mirrorton, you've got 
the two towers, uh, Lake Mirror Tower and Lofts on the Park. Mm-hmm. No Bay. Uh, no Bay. And then all of the new construction, Oak Street. and maybe yeah. So maybe when Oak Street and Florida Tile are up and running, yeah. uh, perhaps that would make sense too because that would be hundreds and hundreds of, yeah. of people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that would be fun. I am just on the record, not going to be in charge of that. <laughs> not Your gonna hands are full. Not, yeah, I'm, I am, I am full. Uh, so we were talking about, um, how the, the neighborhood outreach is, uh, organized, but we also, I was curious about how it's funded because you do give grants to the neighborhoods to do fun things and that money has to come from somewhere. So where's it yeah. come from? Yeah, so the city commission allocates every year um, Mm -hmm. $65,000 out of our our public improvement fund. Okay. Um, And that is to administer our grant program. Um, More neighborhoods that apply, maybe we'll get to the point where we can allocate some more dollars Mm -hmm. towards that program. Um, But neighborhood associations are allowed to apply for up to Mm $5,000. Matching grants, meaning they have to match either... Uh, monetarily, through partnerships, um, or volunteer hours, mm-hmm. any of those three, or a combination of all three, right? Um, in order to to get those funds um, granted to them. So that's that's where the money comes from on a rolling basis every year. Um, doesn't carry over. So if we don't use all our grant funds, mm. we lose it and kind of reset and start for the new fiscal year. But um, that's why I always push neighborhoods. If you can right. apply, think of something. It, it's it's a small um, pot of money, mm-hmm. but if you have a good idea and it matches um, with the vision of the grant program, mm-hmm. um, that's a start. And maybe in year three, year four, year five, um, you've organized it to a point where you have other partners and, and you can scale it um, right. for not just your neighborhood, maybe your the surrounding neighborhoods as well or, or the city at large. So we've seen a lot of good initiatives and, and special events come out of this, this program. Mm-hmm. So I know Dixieland neighborhood is is adjacent to us, and they have um, they, a very active neighborhood association. I, I know some of the folks over there, and you know Facebook page and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, I mean of those thirty six, are they all pretty pretty active in terms of you know communicating with their members and having meetings and all that? Yeah. Um- it's hard to paint everybody with a broad brush yeah. um, because some communities are older. Mm. Some neighborhoods are older. Some have more transient um, residents. Others have younger populations. So the way that they communicate is very different. Mm. Um, some have newsletters that they mail out, like the Lakeshore neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic newsletter um, uh, that Ms. Poltz puts out uh, pretty is much every Janet? month. Yep, yep. Ms. Poltz, Janet Poltz. <laughs> Um, and, and that's snail mail. Other yeah. people have the, the, the Facebooks and the yeah. active next doors. Mm. Um, and, um, recently we have the ability to text, uh, now the neighborhood, uh, the geographic area for any special announcements, maybe meeting notices. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, it depends on the neighborhood. Um, but I think that's what's best, right? Right, um, absolutely. Yeah. What works for you works for you as long right. as members are getting engaged. And then the new residents that come in your neighborhood are somehow um, connecting with the neighborhood association. Yeah. Well, I just spoke at the Lakeshores neighborhood meeting <laughs> about downtown. Yeah, they asked me to come and be their speaker. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, some familiar faces that I you know, knew just from the community. And then Janet was, you know, at the head of the table yes. being, you know, being in charge. And uh, 
and she had snacks for everyone. That was very nice. We don't do <laughs> snacks at our meeting. I'd be curious, you know, how, how that maybe that would get a better attendance at our meetings yeah. if we had snacks. Um, so so it's funded through the city. It doesn't it doesn't you can't accumulate it over time and, and have a, so it's kind of one and done each year. And um, so what are some of the other neighborhoods doing for or with their their grant dollars um, to, you know, in their neighborhoods? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love talking about this. Yeah. Um, so uh, the North Lake Wire Neighborhood Association um, a couple weeks ago hosted their second annual health fair at North Lake Wire Park mm. um, within the neighborhood. And that really started coming out of the COVID pandemic mm. um, and, the, and them noticing um, for longer than the pandemic, but disparities in access to health care um, amongst minority populations. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a pre- predominantly African-American neighborhood. And so they thought, well, there's a lot of services out there and there may be an information gap. So let's put on this event. Let's bring vendors to the park um, bring the kids out because there's all kinds of kids. And, you know, if you bring kids, mm-hmm. the parents will follow um, and get them to sign up. So they had um, uh, Polk County Health Department present doing screenings, um, giving out COVID vaccines for those that needed their boosters. Um, uh, health insurance companies, United Way came out and promoted the Polk County Health Care Plan, which basically offers health care to uninsured um, persons in Polk mm-hmm. County. Um, a lot of good resources, and, and as we know in March, it's beautiful yes. out here in Lakeland. Um, so it was a good time uh, to bring all the neighbors out and get get that information in their hands. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. one. That's, yeah, that's just one. <laughs> Tell me some more. Um, Paul A. Diggs Neighborhood Association um, in 2014, um, their neighborhood started the Save Our Children campaign, okay. uh, which was basically um, an initiative to help kids stay out of trouble, mm. right? And do better in school. right? And so the way they thought they could do that is by uh, hosting this resource fair at Simpson Park, walk run event um, and fundraise to help the families that were in need, right? Some of these kids maybe don't have school supplies, maybe clothing for school or families just need that, that wraparound support. Mm-hmm. And so uh, who knows more than the neighbors in some of these neighborhoods, what's going on. No right. one else may know. And so they, they've done this since 2014. Uh, it's been a big success. Um, and, and they're hoping to improve relationships with the police department mm-hmm. um, and really help these kids excel in school. So that's another one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I like it. Well, I know we have to go to break, so I don't want you to start another story before we go to break. Uh, so we'll let you continue telling us what the fun things are. Um, or not necessarily fun. I mean, they're fun, but they're not necessarily yeah. meant for fun. They're, obviously, these other neighborhoods are doing things that are much more noble than we are with our home tour. <laughs> I don't feel worthy anymore. <laughs> but we'll, I digress. We'll talk about that when we get back. Stick with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me today is Jonathan Rodriguez. He is Senior Planner, uh, Neighborhood Outreach for the Community and Economic Development Department at the City of Lakeland. Welcome back. 
Jonathan. Thanks. So we have been talking about what neighborhood outreach is and what it means and all the various neighborhoods that we have in our community. Um, and we're it's a timely conversation because we in the Lake Morton neighborhood are plugging our event that happens this Saturday, which is our historic home and garden walking tour. Uh, that um, is, you know, we, we certainly sell tickets and we raise money that way, but the city also helps us out uh, with a, with some grant funds um, to produce that event each year. And it's going on, this is 19 years. I don't know wow. if we, I don't know if we counted like COVID as a year and it would have been 20 if we had, I don't know, but <laughs> it's, you know, we're just going with it. Like who's going to, it was you know, all a blur. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, no one's going to fire me if I get the nut. Well, may, I would like them to fire me <laughs> because we were just talking about uh, off, off air about how the, the leadership in some of these neighborhoods is um, it's almost, you know, uh, it's longstanding, yeah. if you will, longstanding. Yeah. And uh, so we, uh, I feel lucky that we do have a little bit of rotation in the Lake Morton neighborhood. I think this is, I, I was president for, I think, three or four years in a row, and then I got a break, and now they've, you know, dragged me back in, And but I think we have good, I have good succession planning behind me, I feel like now, I really do. And uh, you want somebody <laughs> new every yeah. once in a while to kind of give it some fresh eyes and some uh, you know, and new energy, but Absolutely. we were, we were talking about, uh, what else these other neighborhoods are doing. Cause we, I was plugging the home tour of course. And we talked about some of the other neighborhoods. So I know there's lots of other things that yeah. these neighborhoods are growing. So I want to let you tell us all about that. Yeah. So, um, what came to mind when we were off air was the Cleveland Heights neighborhood association. Um, they were the first ones to start a little free library uh, mm. program. Um, and they got local residents that were good with woodworking mm-hmm. that built them from scratch. Nice. Um, they got artists to paint. So if you go to Dogleg Woods uh-huh. um, at the um, next to the Cleveland Heights Golf Course, there on Cleveland Heights Boulevard, um, right at the entrance, you'll see one with the placard that says "Sponsored by Cleveland Heights mm-hmm. Neighborhood Association." So they have ten in their neighborhood. Nice. Um, and that kind of morphed into a subcommittee at the coalition level, where other na- neighborhoods were interested in doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had volunteers from Cleveland Heights train up uh, the Crystal Lake Neighborhood Association and the Westgate Central Neighborhood Association. They got grant funding um, and they implemented it in in their neighborhoods. They partnered with schools. Some were donated to their local schools um, in the neighborhood, um, and and it's a great program. So, it, if any other neighborhood wants to do that, we have the points of contact, yeah. um, the funding starting um, in October. Um, you can apply for for those funds to do that. Yeah, that's and and that makes me think about the fact that there's other historic neighborhoods yes. besides ours. I mean, we've done the home tour, but now, I mean, Dixieland could totally do yeah. a home tour with with all the historic structures that they have and even built more Cumberland. Yes. Um so, you know. Yeah, we have seven historic districts. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. seven. Are we still working uh, does that include around Lake Hollingsworth yet or is that not official yet? Um no. It doesn't include, okay. I know, uh, Lake Hunter Terrace mm-hmm. is another one. Um, Dixieland, Biltmore Cumberland mm-hmm. is one. And then uh, South Lake Morton and East, mm-hmm. East Lake Morton. Yeah. And Munn Park. And Munn Park, yeah. Yeah, well, you guys consider us separate, but we, we, we kind of just yeah. do it all together. <laughs> I know there's, I mean, they are separate in, in terms of what the city considers, but we're just one big happy family over there in Munn Morton. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, uh, so... Um, I think, what does Dixieland do? I know they have a fun event. Yeah, so they, for many years, had an art uh, festival 
uh, behind the Dixieland Mall, mm-hmm. and um, they rebranded it as uh, the Dixieland Alley Fest. Mm-hmm. So they just had that this past November, um, and they they try everything they. They tried to support all the businesses along mm-hmm. that Dixieland corridor. As we know, there's the the realignment that's happening, <laughs> or better known as the Road right, Diet. The right-sizing. It's <laughs> the the right-sizing sizing of Florida Avenue through Dixieland. <laughs> so um, a lot of the businesses that have been there a while, you know, they, they may be struggling, mm-hmm. especially coming out of the pandemic. Right. Um, and so this event brings the neighbors out. There's music. There's art vendors still. Um, and a lot of the the food eateries uh, mm-hmm. will open up mm-hmm. and, and do something special um, because it does attract a lot of people. Yeah, that and come it, out, and that's that's not just for the the folks in that neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, they attract; they want people to come yeah. spend dollars walk down the alleys yeah. down to yeah. to the Dixieland Mall. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyone else do something interesting that you want to um, share? Uh, Camphor Heights okay. neighborhood. They at Dobbins Park they do movies in the park. Oh, um, twice a year. Um, so November and they just did it in February. Mm-hmm. So the cooler months. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mr. Robinson, Lee Robinson, who heads up that neighborhood um, for National Night Out, he does a puppy parade. So all of his neighbors bring their their dogs out and they they do a parade through the park um, as part of their National Night Out event. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting about National Night Out, and that was something we said we were going to talk about, because that's um, it's kind of a all the na- you want all the neighborhoods to do that, and 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 then we get visits from commissioners and you know the police uh, department. But what's the what what is the what is the origins of that? Yeah, so a National Night Out, um, the first Tuesday in August of every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a nationwide grassroots. Um, effort to improve relationships between the police departments um, and their communities. Mm-hmm. And so Lakeland um, put, does a big effort mm-hmm. every year um, through the police department to set up uh, community events, not just neighborhood associations, businesses can put on events, right. Right. Um, senior living facilities put them on, everything from ice cream socials <laughs> to big block parties, uh, you name it. Mm-hmm. And um, the police department makes that extra effort to come out to engage with with folks um, and children and and just have a good time. The commission backs that as well as as well as city staff, um, and it's it's a, a big push that year and, and that day. Excuse me, and uh, it goes from sun up to sundown. Yeah, I was about to say. It's, <laughs> I always wondered how do they get to everyone, but a lot of people have them in the morning. Right. Some do it as early as seven in the morning, mm-hmm. and the latest one I've been to has been 8 p.m. at mm-hmm. Sandpiper, mm. uh, which is another neighborhood association mm. way on the north side. Yeah, um, They do kind of like a town hall um, get-together um, with the fire uh, fire chief, police mm-hmm. chief, uh, other elected officials, and, and they get a big turnout mm. from their community. So, so yeah, it's, it's a fun, exhausting day, but you get to engage <laughs> a lot of people, eat a lot of pizza, hot dogs, ice yeah. cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you're well-fed from sunup to sundown, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes, we tried an ice cream social last year, and uh, we had a terrible, terrible storm. Do you remember August? Yeah. So I actually um, was on my honeymoon. Oh. That week, so I wasn't in attendance, mm. but but I heard. You heard, yeah. It came through. We yeah. uh, we didn't want to cancel, so we toughed it out under the oak trees on the library lawn, which was not very smart because it was. <laughs> 
ominous. I mean, it was like this, under a tree in a lightning storm. Not smart. Wow. Not smart. But we didn't get rained on actually until the very, very end. It had a little bit of a drizzle. Yeah. Um, we had hamburgers and hot dogs and ice cream, and of course, it immediately melted. Ice cream social in August probably yeah. also not, <laughs> not the best. Uh, so yeah, we we uh, we struggled with that one. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Jonathan Jonathan Rodriguez. So stick with us, and um, we will tell you more about neighborhoods. And if you are in a neighborhood and you don't know how to get in touch with your neighborhood association, I bet Jonathan can help us out with that as well. So stick with us. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and my guest today is Jonathan Rodriguez. He is Senior Planner for Neighborhood Outreach at the Community and Economic Development Department at the City of Lakeland. So thanks for being with me, Jonathan. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So we've been talking about neighborhood outreach and uh, the neighborhood associations, and I'm you said there's a hundred, but there's only about thirty six that are active, actively engaged with you as uh, and in your department at the city. Um, so, how does one find out if I mean, if they live in a neighborhood? I assume they probably have a neighborhood association, but maybe they don't know how to communicate with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, we do have a web page on the city website. If you go to LakelandGov.net/slash/neighborhoods, that's neighborhoods with an S mm-hmm. at the end. Um, we have an interactive GIS map oh, where nice. you can enter your address. And if, if you're in the city limits of mm-hmm. Lakeland, um, it'll geolocate what neighborhood association you're inside of. Um, they are categorized by active, mm. um, inactive, meaning they just need leadership. Maybe right. that's you if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and then unregistered means nobody has ever engaged the city on on, mm. on forming a neighborhood association. Okay. Um, so... All the contact information, if they do have leaders, is Mm -hmm. on there, when they meet, where they meet, um, as well as emails of those leaders if you Mm want to reach out directly. Um, And if not, or if you have further questions, um, I am located in City Hall, so you can always pop in and say, hey, I'd like to speak to Jonathan. Um, Somebody will will come and get you. (laughs) Yeah, somebody will find find you and lead you to them. Or you can call us um, 863-834-6011. That's our general line Mm -hmm. to our department. Um, And the front office staff is great. They they may be able to answer a lot of the questions about neighborhoods or connect um, you to me. Mm -hmm. Well, we try to have a monthly meeting. And is that kind of the norm? Do you feel like most of the active ones have monthly? Honestly, I think... uh, Quarterly mm. and bi-monthly is the most popular. Yeah, um, We ask for a minimum of two meetings a year. Um, we do have like our Fox Run Neighborhood Association. They have a lot of snowbirds in mm-hmm. their neighborhood. So that just makes sense for them. Yeah, Others meet monthly. Um, if you have a lot of activities and initiatives, it's probably best to do it monthly. So everyone's on top of their tasks. Um, but I see mainly um, quarterly and, and bi-monthly yeah well i say monthly but there's we kind of skip all of summer as well so it's it's monthly except for the months that we don't meet yeah (laughs) (laughs) very very confusing very specific Uh, and we try to have a speaker that's relevant to the to the to the residents you know Mm -hmm. that they're 
and if we can't find a speaker, there's really really no reason to meet. You know, Absolutely, yeah. We don't want to just meet to meet. Yeah. Um, if if there's a particular concern that a neighborhood has that that a city department could attend mm-hmm. and speak to, um, that's where we encourage that agenda to be placed on the agenda. Um, we always welcome our our, our police department mm-hmm. always attends if if requested. Um, that's Cindy Sharp and her community mm-hmm. services unit. Um, and then we have our code enforcement um, office, which is in my department as well. Uh, the, their, your officer will come out mm-hmm. um, and talk about any violations, maybe um, um, those violations or, or information that people may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, they push those campaigns out. So they'll go to the meetings as well. But any department, if you need Parks and Rec present, public works, um, um, I do my best to get that person, the right person out to mm-hmm. speak to any issue. Yeah, I mean, we've had, obviously, the the right side, the lane right-sizing through Dixieland yes. uh, definitely affects our neighborhood as well in terms of, you know, people being concerned about uh, people cutting through our neighborhood to avoid South Florida and things like that. So we've had uh, city departments quite often at our at our meetings as the, sharing information and, and um, answering questions. And you guys are always very accommodating. But yeah, it's also, as you just mentioned, having uh, our our NLOs, our neighborhood liaison officers uh, come and just kind of share with us, you know, the, the, the activities that might be undesirable happening mm-hmm. in our neighborhoods and giving us the opportunity to report those as well. And, and that way they can sort of take note and pay attention and, and report back to us if there's any issues it's it's funny it's you know um they always tell us you know make sure you report it even how small because there may be a trend there that that right that we that, that we as individuals don't know about but the police are tracking so. right um, we also get a lot of requests for traffic calming oh, yes. um, in neighborhoods <laughs> as we know yes. uh, our city's growing there's a lot more cars on the road right um especially this time of year with spring training mm-hmm. and sun and fun yeah. and Seems like every quadrant of the city has their yeah. bottlenecks, um, and so traffic calming is a, is a big request. Um, so that's our public works yeah. department. Um, we bring them out. There are surveys that have to be conducted in traffic studies, and so we we help guide them through the process um, and empowering them to call the right person, mm-hmm. get it going, have that point of contact, that leader yeah. in the neighborhood that can can take that on, and hopefully. We can get it on the schedule for construction. Yeah, um, it is a process. I will say it is, and and when we, uh, you know, we talk about tr- traffic calming. If you put traffic calming on my street, then the street next to me becomes the main street, and right. so then they want traffic calming, and then so on, and right. then so on, and, and you can't put speed bumps uh, on every right. street in every neighborhood. It's just not feasible. Right. And it's going to make the residents mad too. Yeah, and 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 as city staff, we have to consider and balance right the whole network, right the road network, not just one particular road. Um, although we do take that into consideration yeah. if if the studies come out and show those thresholds are being mm-hmm. met. But yeah, we have to take into account the flow of traffic. If we slow all the traffic even more across the city, yeah, does that help everybody's yeah. quality of life? So. Right. Yeah, it is a challenge, um, and where it is needed and warranted, we we are working um, within our budgets to 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 get that done. 
Yeah. Do you, uh, is there a cost to that? I mean, do the, I mean, I felt like the, the last time it was brought up in our neighborhood, it was like we had to come up with the funds to do the study, which to me is only fair. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just go and study every person's street just because they say, hey, come study my street. Right, right. And um, there is a cost to it. And I know that the backlog right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is about two years oh, wow. out yeah. in public yeah. works. Yeah. Um, but uh, knowledge is power. Yeah. You get it today on the list, right? then in two years' time, you're not just complaining about something, but maybe it'll get constructed right. then. So, right. um, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's on traffic calming. Yeah, so I think that's, those are the, those are the highlights of the, of the meetings. Uh, traffic, uh, noisy cars. Do you hear that a lot? Some neighborhoods, yeah. yeah. Especially if, if they're, they have arterial roads mm-hmm. um, going through them. Um like I said, every neighborhood is different. Some are more, um, like we just got Lake Miriam to join our coalition way oh. on the south side, um, right against the um, city limit there on Lake Miriam Drive. Um, and their wide area, they have their their points of, of concern mm-hmm. along Lakeland Highlands Road and right. Cleveland Heights Boulevard. But then you have some residents that are more on the inside of the neighborhood that, that the noise really isn't a problem for them. Right. So, um but yeah, it does just come depends. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think that uh, that noise and and people leaving their trash cans out. We hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to mention one more thing um, because this office is in our planning division mm-hmm. of community and economic development, and we do work a lot on on master planning, long range planning, mm-hmm. and and having these associations organized is a great way to engage the neighborhood in getting the message out there about plans that are that are in the the long-term future Mm -hmm. Uh, we always want their input and and we feel these plans are best when it's led when it comes from Mm -hmm. um the people in the neighborhood so we're working right now on the downtown west right um study which involves six neighborhoods Mm -hmm. Um, most of them are organized neighborhood associations so they're all at the table um and 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 really the work you do now as and these are all volunteers Mm -hmm. really can have that impact 10 years, 20 years down the road based on what was put on paper and the input that you gave to city staff at the time. So, right. so definitely we, we welcome that collaboration yeah. within our department. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. And I want to plug the home tour one last time. It's Saturday, April 1st. You can buy tickets at lmna.org. If you want to learn more about your neighborhood, then you can go to the city's website, lakelandgov.net slash neighborhoods with an S. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. See you guys.